What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. In the pools. Go for the ooze. And the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Football 24-7. He's John McMullen, and I am your host, Tone DeShields II. You guys, we are always super-duper grateful to kick with you guys on another day to talk football. And I'm here with my man, John McMullen. How are you feeling today, John? Uh, Doing well. Trying to figure out what happened with Trey Sermon and in San Francisco. So, the newest Eagle. A little bit of a strange situation going on out there. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, the Eagles, they they need running back depth. The only running backs that were on the roster were Miles Sanders, uh, Kenny Gangwell, and Boston Scott. And none of those guys are, I guess you would consider to be bruisers. And I, I think that's where Trey Sermon comes in, right? He's more of a physical running back, very young, <clears throat> um, still yet to be proven in this NFL. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm right with you on that. Why would the – San Francisco 49ers get rid of a 23-year-old running back uh, that they drafted on with a day two or a day three pick, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he has nothing but upside, if you ask me. But I'm curious, you know, is there anything you've heard? Is there anything that you've been told? Or, or, or are you still in the dark on that? Uh, yeah, I was just texting <clears throat> some people out in San Francisco. Evidently, he lost out to an undrafted rookie. Uh, Jordan Mason uh, from Georgia Tech, I believe, uh, beat him out. Uh, San Francisco uh, claimed uh, a player off waivers, Blake Hans, an offensive lineman, and they had to create a spot. Right. Um, and they they cut Trey Sermon. And you're right, he was a third round pick last year, so that's a little bit concerning <laughs> to me. Um, uh, there was a John uh, Lynch quote, the GM out in San Francisco. Um, 
And he said on Trey, it's been much chronicled uh, his readiness last year. Not that he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to play like we felt he we needed him last year. <clears throat> so he's contradicted himself in the same sentence. But um, clearly they didn't think he was ready when he got an opportunity. You know, there's a bunch of third-round picks uh, that have been cut this year uh, from right. last year. But they're all regime changes. In other words – Coaches got fired. New coaches come in. They don't have any any you know history with picking those players. Um, this is this is a little bit more concerning because it's the same coaching staff. It's the same GM, and they're giving up on a third round pick so quickly. But you know, he certainly got talent. Um, he's twenty three, as you mentioned. So the Eagles will get him. Um, same with Ian Book, who was a fourth-round pick, by the way, last year. Um, the Eagles have them under their rookie deals, uh, so they have them for three more years. So if it works out, uh, great, but it is a little bit of a concern that San Francisco gave up on them so quickly. You have to ask questions over that. Yeah, I guess my biggest question would be, what would make the Philadelphia Eagles take a flyer out on a guy who was cut um, just coming out of his rookie year. And, I mean, he hasn't really had enough time to be in this NFL to really pick up too many bad habits, I don't think, unless he came in with bad habits. But, you know, I'm curious. <laughs> and, you know, a guy like LaMichael uh, Perrine as well, they brought him in um, to add depth to that running back room. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just curious as to why do you think the Eagles decided to take a fire on those two guys, two guys that are honestly – Well, they need – they need a big, bigger back, and they need a they needed a fourth running back. So we talked about that. You're not getting through a 17 game season with three running backs. So um, the Eagles were always going to add uh, multiple bodies to the practice squad. They they also brought Kennedy Brooks back, so they have him as well. Okay. Ironically, uh, Brooks uh, and uh, Trey Sermon played in the same backfield at Oklahoma. Um, before Sermon transferred to Ohio State. Um, Trey also played with Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. So, um, you know, they're throwing darts, and maybe one of them hits. And, you know, we said running back is a position where you can get guys. You can get guys. and But clearly the Eagles uh, like Sermon's talent because um, they tried to trade for him. Um, number one, um, how he was patient, knew he was going to get waived. Uh, now that's a little, you know, iffy because <clears throat> the Eagles are 19th on the waiver wire. So 18 teams could have picked him, um, and he wouldn't have came to the Eagles. Um, so they gambled from that perspective, uh, and they got him and he's got a roster spot. So, you know, we'll see if he can turn around his career in Philadelphia doesn't hurt. You know, if, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I want to play a little hypothetical game with you. Miles Sanders, he's in the final year of his contract. If you ask me, I don't really think he's going to get resigned regardless of the outcome of his season. Uh, and I know you said a while back, you don't really see a path where he'll be here beyond this season. So that begs the question, are they essentially trying to 
like you said, throw darts at the board to see who sticks around, who's able to really flow behind this offensive <clears> line <throat> because the Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And you can put damn near any running back behind them and they're going to average about four yards of carry at minimum. So, you know, what's your thoughts on these guys being brought in in correlation to Miles Sanders' contract situation? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there is a path for Miles to be back, but it's probably not a good one. And that's where it gets hurt and, you know, maybe signs a cost-effective deal to come back, but that's not good for the Eagles or Miles Sanders. So um, if he plays too well, <laughs> you know, it'll be good for the Eagles in the short term. Um, but, you know, in theory, he'll get too much money uh, on the open market and the Eagles don't value that particular position. And remember, you got to start talking about uh, big time extensions for the quarterback after this season. So you got to right. start thinking about things from that perspective. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, people are still talking about Jordan Howard. Um, I pulled that plug a month ago, but people are still talking about it. The Eagles are, are moving on. They're not bringing them back. Um, it's evident now they brought in three backs. Uh, if you count Kennedy Brooks coming back, um, they want to get younger. They want to get healthier. And they do think to a certain degree, you know, anybody's going to run for four yards behind that offensive line at the bare minimum. So um, it's it's worth a, um, a flyer on a, on a guy who was the 88th pick in the draft. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, I got to cover Chris Carter in my career. You know, Chris Carter um, often, you know, gave Buddy Ryan credit um, for he had a drug problem when he was in Philadelphia. People don't realize that. Saved his life. And Yeah. And, you know, Buddy, other than, you know, Buddy's famous quote, he just scores touchdowns, which he got killed on, um, you know, he 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 was trying to help Chris Carter out and give him a wake up call, and he gave him a wake up call, and it worked out tremendously for Chris. Um, I'm not saying I'm not. I hope I should never go down that route because I'm not saying that's what's going on with Trey Sermon. I'm saying perhaps this is a wake up call for Trey Sermon, who the GM of San Francisco said he wasn't ready to play last year. So, you know. All of a sudden, uh, he's a third-round pick. He's, you know, guaranteed a job, basically, um, as a rookie. And he gets cut right away. Maybe it's a wake-up call for him. So, um, it can go, you know, it can go either way. Yeah. You know, I want to move the conversation forward. You know, this team continues to add depth. Um, they've added guys to the practice squad. You know, they brought back guys like Devin Allen. Um, they brought back uh, Brenton Kobe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, they brought back Davion Taylor, a guy they just released uh, a day or so ago. Uh, why do you think Davion Taylor, I guess you'll call it a fall from grace, but he hasn't really been productive enough to really, I guess, be somewhere where he's given grace, right? So um, what do you think the Eagles' plan is, plan of action is for Davion Taylor, and is there a chance he can maybe correct this three-man roster again? I know the linebacker room's loaded. <clears throat> uh, sure. I mean, he's back on the practice squad. I was a little bit concerned he might um, he might be claimed on waivers just because of his talent. 
Sorry, I'm reading. We have breaking news. Andre Dillard uh, suffered a non-displaced fracture in his forearm at practice today. Whoa. Whoa. Um, so we'll see. Um, wow. Um, a non-displaced fracture. Okay. Um, have you heard Have you heard of that injury before? Again, you guys, breaking news. Andre Dillard has suffered an injury, what they deem as a non-displaced fracture. Uh, yeah. Um, it is. Expected that he will be available for the majority of the season. So it's not anything to where it's going to be season ending, but we're probably talking about a week's long injury um, at least. Um, and that's, that's a concern from a depth standpoint. So all of a sudden, you know, we talked about that all off season because, you know, the Eagles, could have traded Andre Dillard, um, but they think they're a contender. They wanted the depth, and that depth is probably not going to be there early in the season. Yeah, you know, depth is a huge concern. Now, offensive line, they, they have depth in multiple positions. They have guys that swing, that play swing tackle. But Andre Dillard, you know, that left tackle spot, they essentially had that, had that spot shored up. And now who knows when he'll be back. And I know some people – wanted Andre Dillard to be traded. Me personally, I felt that it was best for them to maintain him on the roster um, just because of depth purposes. And it's a 17-game season. You know, there was a game – there was a couple games last season where Melada, I think he missed maybe two games, something like that. So um, we already seen uh, what that – you know, what that looks like. And I have our main guy out there and Dillard to be in there, and he filled it pretty nicely, if you ask me. So, you know, losing Dillard this early, like you, this is probably the Philadelphia Eagles' most serious injury thus far. Um, yeah, from a standpoint, you know, Jason Kelsey's back at practice uh, this week, so he's going to be fine for week one. Miles Sanders was back at practice today. Just trying to read my text, uh, more of it. Um, so, yeah, they're very healthy, and this this is really the first injury where you say, all right, he's not going to be there week one in Detroit. It's a matter of how quickly um, he can come back. Remember, that's interesting wording majority because there's 17 games. So, you know, that could be an eight week injury. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and non-displaced fracture, probably closer to eight weeks than two weeks. I, I, I would say that that's just speculation, but um, you know, offensive linemen sometimes do play with, you know, broken bones. Um, but, Forearm, yeah, um, I'm not sure um, you can go out there with a big club on your forearm and be effective. So, but you know, the good news is he's he's not a starter, and hopefully Jordan Mailata, uh stays healthy at this point. Yeah, most definitely. I'm I'm curious to know, you know, Andrew Dillard. This isn't the first time he's had a, I guess you'll call a major injury. Uh, <clears throat> I'm curious what's your thoughts and on what that does to his overall value at this point. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 um, towards peck, um, or was it biceps It all runs together, but had a significant tear, um, you know, but that's not the Eagles concern to be honest. The Eagles kind of know they're losing him after this season. So, um, you know, good, bad, and different. Um, he's not going to be back after the season with the Eagles. 
does it affect his trade value if they want to try to move him by um, the trade deadline? Probably. Um, but we'll have to see how long the injury is. I mean, purely speculation at this point. Yeah, everything's still pretty fresh. So, you guys, make sure you guys uh, stay tuned to Jacob Sports. We're going to be following this situation as it, as it develops. Uh, make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys continue to share the content and comment below. And on top of that, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And if you want more from John McMullen, if you're an avid reader of John McMullen's um, articles, make sure you guys lock in on jacobsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B sports.com. John's one of the best out here doing it. So make sure you guys are locked in on his observations. Now, the Eagles announced their team captains today. They named Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, uh, Lane Johnson, uh, Jake Elliott, you know, some, you know, just to name a few guys thus far. Um, they named three guys on the defense side of the ball as well. Last year, they only named six captains. This year, they named seven. Um, you know, and Fletcher Cox, and on top of that, Jason Kelsey, they're going to be getting their gold patches uh, this uh for the first time, these are the first two Eagles actually have gold patches. You know, why do why do you think that is? And, you know, why do you think these guys were selected to be the team captains this year? Well, the, uh, the team votes on it, Nick, allows the team. So uh, it's basically the players uh, making the decision. Um, and, you know, it, uh, typically you're going to pick the quarterback. And as uh, Jordan Mailata said today, of course, Kelsey's going to be a captain. Um, so, you know, Lane, um, has been a part of this team, you know, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, veterans, uh, Darius Slade was really, um, overwhelmed that, that his teammates, um, voted him to be a captain. Yeah. This is his first time, right. In his career. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he jokes around a lot. So, you know, sometimes people don't take him seriously. So, he was kind of happy that his teammates overlooked that. Um, and then Jake Elliott on special teams, um, no surprise after the year he had. So um, it's the team, it's the players, and and that's who they wanted to be uh, captain. Um, during the pandemic year, uh, 2020, so Doug's last season, um, it, the Eagles have only had captains, I think, since 2017, to my knowledge. Doug started it, um, and um, it was he let the players vote for it as well until the pandemic season um, when he named the captains. Um, and I think he did that because they weren't around each other. So he made the decision. That was the virtual meeting year. They never met together. They were the only thing they did together was go out on the field, basically, which is so stupid. And I was like, does anybody realize how stupid we handled that? Um, you, you don't, you know, oh, you can't be around them during the week, but by all means on game day, yeah, go mill around. Um, but I digress, Tom. Um, so he did it, and then Nick Sirianni came in and 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 put it back on the players. So it, the players vote on it, and those are who they voted on. You know, a guy like Darius Slay, you mentioned, you know, he's a, he's a jokester. He's a character, right? And sometimes it is hard probably to take him seriously. You know, what do you think the team, his teammates, saw him differently this year versus the past two seasons? You know, he's been with this team for three years. We're going on three years. 
Um, I, I mean, uh, uh, to be honest, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I mean, um, it, it, he's a good player. So you know, if you look at all they have in common, they're all good players. Um, and you know, Kelsey Lane, Fletcher Brandon have been around Philadelphia forever. As I said, Jake's coming off his great season, and Jalen's the quarterback. So, you know, they pick their best players, essentially, or the players with the best reputations. But, you know, I it's not going to matter. Captains aren't going to matter. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, well, I'm I mean, well, I'm curious because you know, like a guy like Jalen, he's he's the youngest out of all these guys, and you know, yeah. Well, if you're a quarterback and you're not named a team captain, there's a problem. You know, now there's some rookies, um, maybe that have to earn it. Um, Jalen's been around for a while, and Jalen's a tremendous leader, so um, obviously they're going to vote for him. But yeah, if you're a quarterback, you you'll see it around the NFL. Teams that have captains, ninety nine percent of the time, unless it's a rookie, the quarterback is going to be a captain. That's just that's just the way it is. Yeah, good point. You know, I'm curious, right? I've been thinking a lot about this Eagles Lions matchup, and the game is about ten days away. Well, it is ten days away, and. You know, this is going to be a, in my humble opinion, it's going to be a hard-fought game. It's week one. You know, both teams are 0-0. Playing, <clears throat> Lions, Lions are playing with house money. The Eagles are the favorites. Not heavily favored, according to Vegas, but they're the favorites. And, you know, there's the, you know there's a matchup, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, for the past 24 hours. And I'm curious to know what's your thoughts on the Jordan Melada aiden Hutchinson matchup. Because aiden Hutchinson, aiden Hutchinson is a rookie that's been highly touted. He's a guy who's extremely talented, and people are really curious to see what he can do against a top-tier offensive lineman, a top-tier left tackle like uh, Jordan Melada. And this is going to be a test for Melada as well. So I'm curious to know what's your thoughts on that. I mean, uh, you know, he's a rookie. So um, really talented rookie. Uh, Jordan spoke today. Uh, He didn't seem concerned with it. So, Does Jordan ever seem concerned, honestly? No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember Jordan's first game was against uh, uh, Nick Bosa, and I thought it was going to be ugly. I'll be honest. I thought – because Nick is one of the best uh, edge rushers in the league, and um, he, he can wreck games. And I always tell that story. Like, Jeff Stoutland didn't know what he was going to get out of Jordan Mailata because the Eagles had to throw him into the deep end of the pool. They had no idea how he was going to perform. Um, and the rest is history. And he pretty much completely shut down Nick Bosa, which should have told you something. Um, I, 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 I think Aiden Hutchinson, like all rookies, is going to have some startup costs, as I always say, the Jim Schwartz coin term I love. Yeah, I I mean, I'm I wouldn't be concerned about it. Okay, so you know you were there. There were a handful of press conferences. A lot of people spoke today. What's the pulse right now at the, at the Novacare Center? You know, they know this this Lions team is going to play hard and they're going to fight. You know, I know Nick Sirianni said you know they're they're ready for whatever happens. But you know, I'm curious to know what's the feeling you got? What's the energy you were able to get from these guys? And, you know, in reference to the Eagles versus Lions matchup that's coming. 
Yeah, I I don't even think they're they're to that point yet. I think a lot of people don't realize, um, you know, they're going to start ramping up for Detroit Wednesday of next week. Um, and you know, they try to keep it as much as a normal game day week as possible. You have this extra time before the home opener, but the Eagles have to give the players off the weekend. Um, but that's collectively bargained. So, you know, the coaches work on it, uh, but the players, you know, they're going to start on Detroit Wednesday pretty much. And um, it'll be like a regular game week because it is a regular game week. And then you'll get a better feel. But, I mean, they're tremendously competent in, you know, the team as a whole. They think they have a good team. Um and they do have a good team. So uh, Howie Roseman did mention, as I mentioned, that week one, Detroit's going to be fired up. Uh, they know that. Uh, but the Eagles have more talent. They should be they should be able to out-talent this team, um, even if they don't bring their A game, so to speak. They should be able to, to out-talent this team. Um, Detroit's still in the rebuild. Um, they're better than they were last year. Everybody, Jody likes to point it out. The, the Eagles waxed them, um, <laughs> but they had a lot of injuries. Frank Ragnow wasn't there. He might be the best center in football. He'll be back. Taylor Decker will be back. Um, they have three first round picks on the offensive line. Our old friend Halapula Bati Baitai is on that offensive line. As well. huh. how, okay, how long did it take you to get that one down? <laughs> uh, I, I always say Halapula Bati Baitai because I have gotten it down. So I wish he never left because it took me – same with Noah Tungiai, who was back. took me too long. So now I'm going to keep saying it. Um, <laughs> the uh, they don't have, you know – they don't have a ton of uh, skill position talent. Remember, uh, Jamison Williams is is hurt. He's not going to be there. Uh, their other first-round pick, you mentioned Aiden Hutchinson. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is probably one of the more underrated receivers in this league. But I'm all NFL teams have good players. Um, and if you want to talk yourself into things, you can talk yourself into things. But the Eagles have a lot more talent than um, than the Detroit Lions. Okay, so final question, and then we can close this thing out. The players have the, the players have the weekend off, collectively bargained, of course. They're going to treat this like any other week. But the coaches, they're going to be the ones in the lab coming up with a game plan. Let's put you in Nick Sirianni's shoes right now. What's your game plan to knock off these Detroit Lions in week one? Where are you attacking them? Where are you taking advantage? <clears throat> well, I'm utilizing what I do best, and that's going to be the most interesting part of the Eagles early in the season. Did they try to throw the football, you know, because they got A.J. Brown? Or did they use the unique skill set of their quarterback, you know? I, I don't want them trying to turn Jalen Hurts into Justin Herbert because it's not going to work. I want them to use Jalen Hurts uh, the way they used him last year. And then you have a, a dynamic player who makes a lot of explosive plays and will get better in the passing game because the Eagles have better players. 
um, AJ Brown, uh, specifically uh, the domino effect of having him. So now Devontae Smith isn't the wide receiver one. He's the two. It's a really good two. You know, probably, a, probably you know, Devontae's got a lot of talent, but if you're being honest, you know, as a number one, probably bottom half of the league. As a number two, probably top five in the league. Um, wow. Uh, uh, you know, Quez Watkins, as a number two, probably bottom five in the league. As a number three, it's fine. You know, it's probably top half of the league. So A.J. Brown's presence um, is sort of like a puzzle piece, and everything falls into place from there. Um, as a legit wide receiver one, you have one of the best tight ends in football, arguably the best offensive line. You know, Jalen will get better throwing the football as long as A.J. is out there. Um, but, again, I don't want him slinging the football like he's Justin Herbert. Right. I, I don't think that's the way to go. Yeah. I agree with you on that. You know, for me, I always say it's not about the quantity of throws for Jalen Hurts. It's about the quant. It's about the quality, right? Not the quantity, the quality of uh, throws for Jalen Hurts. You know, I don't care about him throwing the ball 40 times a game. I don't want that. I, yeah. I, I honestly don't care how many times he throws it. Really, I'd be comfortable if he threw the ball 25 times and he was efficient and made the right throws and made the right decisions. You know, that's where my mind is, you know. So, yeah, you guys, you were locked in on Football 24-7 with John McMullen. I'm your humble host, Tone. This show's the second. Make sure you guys continue to stay engaged on the content. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Continue to share and comment on the content as well. And make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And if you want more from John McMullen, if you're an avid reader of his work, make sure you guys check him out on jkipsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B-Sports.com. And on top of that, make sure you guys are locked in on the newest and the best post-game show that's coming to town September 11th featuring Mike Missanelli, Seth Joyner, Derek Gunn, and Devin Caney. I promise you, you guys do not want to miss this. You're going to be able to stream it on YouTube, on the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. You're also going to be able to stream it on 6abc.com. That partnership has been amazing. And on top of that, if you guys want to watch it in person, if you guys like, like if you guys like to gamble a little bit, if you guys like to put your money where your mouth is, this post-game show will be presented live at the gallery at Ocean Casino Resort. That's their new sports book, The Gallery. And there you can place your sports bets, get good food, get good drinks, and catch the ultimate vibe. So make sure you guys make sure you guys are locked in on the Jacob Sports postgame show featuring Derek Gunn, Mike Missinelli, Seth Joyner, and the lovely Devin Caney. Now, that's all I have for you guys today. Me and John are going to get out of here. going to enjoy the rest of our evenings because that's what we do best. But the work never stops, you guys. Make sure you guys continue to smash that like button. Take care. One love. Stay humble. Stay healthy. And most importantly, stay hungry. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.